0: By Gods and Kings takes place in the world of Dunai and is based on the tabletop RPG. For more information on the tabletop RPG or for more information on the world of Dunai, please visit our website www.bygodsandkings.com. Chapter 5 Bloodshed Amongst the Haystacks The wind swirled around as Drusilla trekked along the path. The sound of chirping from the birds and the chittering from the insects was audible, but Drusilla paid it little attention. When she normally walked along this path, her best friend and partner, the nymph, was at her side. Now, all she could think of was the corpse of that nymph and how it lay motionless in the meadow, bloodied and clawed. Within minutes, she was there, and the sight was just as she imagined it. Drusilla walked forward down the path, eventually finding what the treant was referencing large stacks of hay, filled with eggs, littered the clearing while bones and dried blood could be seen scattered about the area. Near each of the haystacks floated several winged creatures, harpies, creatures of Taugis, floated over the bones and haystacks, squawking amongst each other as they flew around unbothered. Upon seeing the massive stacks of hay, filled with future offspring of the harpies, an evil smirk came across Drusilla's face. She thought briefly of what she would do to them after killing her friends. I will end this here, she muttered as she summoned all of the power she could muster. An intense fury filled Drusilla as she watched the harpies fly peacefully around. Why are you wretched creatures in the forest of Phalaris? She screamed, alerting the harpies of her presence. The visage of her fallen friend, her family, was still in her mind as she lost her grasp of control. The boundaries that she maintained for herself were gone, leaving only a husk of power that was soon to lash out. Drusilla's eyes glowed a deep emerald green as the veins beneath her skin pulsated with each beat of her heart. The harpies took to the air and exposed their talons from their hands and their claws on their feet. She gazed forward and affixed her eyes on the emptiness as hundreds of vines emerged from the soil at her feet to ensnare everything within the nest. Each harpy that hovered above the ground was pulled toward it with vines constricting their bodies." Several harpies emerged from the hay, swarming Drusilla as she conjured her vines from the ground. Each harpy emitted an ear-piercing screech as they propelled themselves rapidly toward Drusilla. While in the air, Drusilla controlled her vines and struck each harpy before it could reach her. With each harpy stunned, the vine that struck them wrapped around them and constricted. The ear-piercing screech was replaced with a blood-curdling scream as each harpy was in immense agony. May your essence cause Talgis to choke, she seethed as each vine constricted tighter and tighter around the harpies. Harpies within the hay emerged, only to be immediately grasped by more vines coming from beneath them. Minutes passed with Drusilla keeping her feet firmly entrenched on the ground. Her eyes remained that deep emerald green as the life faded from each of the harpies. One by one, the harpies fell to the ground, collapsed and constricted. Their bodies were crushed under the weight of the vines, and their essence was cast out of Dunai. After several minutes, and as her rage subsided, Drusilla's eyes reverted back to their normal white. She stepped forward into the harpy nest to inspect the damage that she dealt to Talgus. None of them can remain, she muttered as she trudged through the nest slowly. She looked down to her left and her right, seeing more and more harpy corpses littering the ground. Inside the hay, Fertilized eggs were waiting to hatch, which Drusilla knew could not happen. She summoned vines from the ground to shatter the eggs, spilling the yolk into the hay. An evil grin came over her, with each vine snapping around the large eggs. Knowing that another creature would not be born to serve Talgis brought her an ounce of joy, though the pain of loss still fueled her. Once Drusilla reached the center of the nest, An awkward and unwelcome sight gave her pause. She glanced over to see the remains of several children on the ground beside a large stack of hay. Their hands were bound to a wooden pole by rope and their skin was covered in scratches and claw marks. The children that she was sent to find were dead, but now there was a bigger threat at play. Without finding out why the harpies had made it into the forest, she knew it was only a matter of time before they returned. Talgis, the god of the atmosphere, had his grand temple to the north in the city of Korath. Around it were several harpy nests, but they had never made it into the forest near Telerifel. What a waste, muttered Drusilla, as she couldn't take her eyes off of the young corpses. What an absolute waste. While holding her gaze on the harpy nest, a flutter, followed by a clicking sound, could be heard from behind one of the haystacks. Come on out, it's safe, stated Drusilla without turning her head. A dryad with long, green hair and light green skin with dark green cheeks shuffled out slowly. Drusilla exhaled slowly and hung her head, finally taking her eyes off of the corpses. She glanced over at the dryad as a single tear rolled down her cheek. "'I need you to do something for me. Will you head to the Grand Temple and seek out the abbot? Her name is Vertrealis. Tell her that I found the bodies of the slain children and that harpies from the north have invaded the forest.' Drusilla requested to the green creature, who nodded quickly. Their families can come and retrieve them, but I need you to tell Vertrialis one more message for me. I will go and find out why they're here in this forest, and I will eradicate them. I will remove any threat that will fall on to Larifel. The dryad nodded and smiled before running off into the forest, hiding between the trees as it made its way toward the village. Drusilla turned back as the sound of footsteps gathered her immediate attention. Her eyes turned emerald green again as she opened up the palm of her right hand and raised it up in front of her face. She stared at her hand as a man screamed on the other side of the haystacks. Drusilla smiled and lowered her hand before walking past the haystacks to see a priest of Talgis hanging from one of her vines. And now I've caught a priest, it appears, announced Drusilla as she approached the follower of Talgis. The priest hung upside down with a vine holding on to his ankles and another binding his hands behind his back. A third vine wrapped around his neck and his mouth, keeping him from speaking as the god-touched approached her prey. First, I found a harpy nest, which I thought was most peculiar. Now there is a priest here, which tells me there must be a temple somewhere,' smiled Drusilla menacingly. "'Tell me, priest, where is your temple?' Drusilla waved her left hand and slid the vine around the priest's mouth down to his chin, allowing him to reply. "'I will tell you nothing, florist,' he stated harshly. The wind picked up around him, waving his body against it. "'The fury of Talgis knows no equal. You will regret attacking me and his beloved creatures,' threatened the priest while he dangled from the vine. Drusilla turned her head and allowed the wind to blow her hair gently. "'So the priest of Talgis is only strong enough to part my hair.' What a pity, she said, patronizing the priest as she locked eyes with him. The emerald green hue in her eyes were glowing brilliantly as she watched her prey flail within her constricting vines. He squirmed as much as the vines allowed it, but with an evil grin, two more vines came up from the ground to slap the priest across the face. The blunt force from the vines knocked him around, pausing the wind briefly as he lost concentration." Drusilla sent the vines back up to strike him again, this time with one hitting him squarely between the eyes and the other hitting him in the back of the head. The priest was dazed and almost unconscious. Drusilla stepped forward and clenched her fist, constricting the vines around his body and causing him to shout in agony. "'Now, if you want this pain to stop, priest, you will tell me where your temple is.' The priest groaned and shook his head, with Drusilla tightening the vines even further." Finally, after a few seconds, he broke his silence. Korath, he shouted. Drusilla scoffed loudly as the vines tightened around the priest. Korath is miles away. I don't believe you, exclaimed Drusilla as she squeezed her fist tightly. The vines constricted even more, causing the priest's skin to turn a vibrant purple. Where is your temple? The priest screamed as his bones started to crumble underneath the weight of the vines. North, two miles, he muttered. Please! Make it stop! Make the pain stop!" Drusilla's emerald eyes glowed vibrantly as the bloodlust consumed her. She held both of her fists in front of her and opened her hands before clasping them together quickly. The clap was loud, but the vines constricted around the priest further, collapsing his body beneath their weight. The priest screamed for a few more seconds, but it ended abruptly with the priest's essence leaving his body for the trek to meet the Goddess of Law. Drusilla commanded the vines to release the corpse of the priest, dropping it to the ground with a thud. She smiled at her handiwork for stepping past it onto the path. She affixed her eyes to the north, knowing where she had to go. The Temple of Talgis was her destination, and no one could be left alive. We would like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. More content will be coming out on a regular basis. For more on By Gods and Kings, please visit www.bygodsandkings.com or www.scriptcrypt.com.